turned on. Good morning, family. Boy, you all are looking so good. This is Sunday morning when the saints gather, come together, and that's exactly what you're doing, and it is so exciting to be here this morning. Love to see your smiling faces. It's encouraging for me. Absolutely. If you're a visitor here this morning, we want you to know that you are indeed our honored guest. It is such a privilege to have you here with us this morning. May God bless you. It's going to be a good morning for us. Well, here we are. It's already been said twice that our three preachers and the majority of our deacons are in a retreat. Now, we want to be sure to encourage those guys. When they come back, they're up there. They're going to be just supercharged and come back because they've considered their responsibilities, their areas of responsibility, ways they can help our congregation to grow. And so when they come back, don't do anything but to encourage them, lift them up. We've been blessed by, well, three incredible preachers, haven't we? And a group of deacons that are just incredible. That is so wonderful. Well, tell me, how are you all doing with all this construction that's going on in our streets? I've never lived in a city like this before. Anywhere you go, anytime, they've got streets blocked. Some of them have, they're detoured, you can't even get through. Some of them have flagmen, you got to wait for the flagmen. Some are just, it's just a mess, isn't it? I told Mary the other day that I'm almost afraid to leave the house. I'm afraid just to go to Walmart to grab something because I know that as soon as I leave, they're going to come in there and tear my street up and I won't be able to get home. <laughs> That's growing pains, isn't it? <laughs> but you know, there's some, be some real blessings from that, some real opportunities for us. Well, seriously, I got to tell you folks, this is an absolute honor for me to share with you some faith thoughts this morning. You're so gracious to me. And uh, you got to know I'm not the preacher. I'm just an old country boy. So you all be soft on me, okay? We'll get through this thing. We're going to talk about heaven, but we got a little uh, homework to do before we get there. So let's get started. Have you made your reservation yet? Boy, I tell you, don't we love vacations? Don't you all like to book a hotel someplace and go there and just relax and enjoy? Maybe in the dead of winter when it's so cold here, well, to book a resort in some tropical climate right on the beach. Overlooking the water. You wake up in the morning, you pull the drapes back, you go on the patio, and there is the blue ocean in front of you as far as you can see. You look up one side of the beach and down the other, and there's nothing but white sand as far as you can see, and it's just calling you. Come on down here and get your toes in the sand. Maybe look for some seashells. And the wonderful thing about a vacation like that is, guess what? You don't have to cook. You don't have to wash dishes. You don't have to worry about the meals. You don't even have to make your bed. There's no cleaning, no vacuuming, no uh, yard work. You're just there to enjoy. And what a treat that is for us. Just relax and enjoy. But i got to tell you, if you're going to go to a place like that, you've got to have reservations. I was talking to Don Hilton just the other day. And Don and Linda made a trip down to Cabo. That's in Mexico on the very tip of Baja. It's a very beautiful place. They went there, I think it was last month. And uh, 
They'd been down there before, and they knew exactly where they wanted to stay. They made their reservation. They had everything all set. So the day for them to leave, they got on the plane, they made it to Cabo, they got down, they got to the front desk, and guess what? They were booked solid. They had overbooked. They were jammed. There was no place for them to stay. Oh, man. Long ways from home, right? But Don had a reservation. And so they bumped them up to the Country Club Resort, and they had just such an incredible time. So my point is, you got to have a reservation. Now, once you've made that reservation, the hotel or the resort is not going to cancel it on you. Only you can cancel it. And we'll talk about that more in just a few minutes. So here's my questions for you. Did you know that it takes a reservation to enter heaven? That's right. It takes a reservation to enter heaven. You're probably saying, Shelby, where'd you come up with that? I don't read in scriptures or any place where it says you've got to have a reservation to get into heaven. Where'd you come? Well, maybe not in that exact words. But let's talk about it just a little bit, okay? So first of all, I want to share with you a passage with a wonderful promise. First Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In God's great mercy, he has caused us, caused us to be born again. Fine-tune a little bit on that born again. We're going to come back to that in just a second. Into a living hope, because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Now we hope for the blessings God has for his children. These blessings, which cannot be destroyed or spoiled or lose their beauty, are reserved in heaven just for you. What a beautiful, beautiful passage. Now, did you notice he starts that promise out to us with the fact that he's talking to the born again, those that are born again. Now, we've heard that, and we understand that. So let's just do a little research here, a little memory thing, and go down here to our next passage, John 3. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot be in God's kingdom. Nicodemus said, but if a person is already old, how can he be born again? He cannot enter his mother's womb again. So how can a person be born a second time? But Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born from water and the spirit, you cannot enter God's kingdom. Boy, I tell you, that is about as plain and to the point as you could possibly get. It is clear. Born again is absolutely vital and absolutely essential. So let's just fine tune a little bit exactly what this born again is. Let's look at another passage here. 1 Corinthians. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Baptized into one body. That body is in, baptized into the body of Christ. And when you kind of read through the scriptures, you understand that body of Christ is also talking about the church, which is his body. So when we are baptized or we're born again, that changes our relationship with God. It changes it big time. We are now in God's family. One more passage to consider in Romans, 
When we were baptized, we were buried with Christ and shared his death. So just as Christ was raised from the dead by the wonderful power of the Father, we can also live in newness of life. This is a beautiful picture, and it's also very clear. You see, the very heart of the gospel is the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, our dear Lord. And our baptism, when we are baptized, is a reflection of that gospel. But it is also a very vivid picture of when we die, when we die to sin, when we repent of our sins and say, Lord, I don't want that life anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I am dead to sin. And with a dead person, you bury him into the watery, deep, watery grave of baptism. There their sins are washed away, and they arise out of that watery grave to walk a new life. Such a beautiful picture, isn't it? It is a wonderful picture and display of God's love and his forgiveness and his incredible power. Let's look at 1 Peter again. We've already looked at this 1 Peter once. Remember, this is the promises or the, the, the things that God has for his children, and he said they, they can't be destroyed. Now, in the New King James, I just wanted to bring this out. It says, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved for you in heaven. If something is reserved for you, you've got a reservation. And as we just discussed, that reservation is made when you're born again. Now, do you remember I said that when you make a reservation with a hotel, that they won't cancel it, only you can cancel it? When we have a reservation in heaven, our Lord doesn't cancel that reservation. We do. We do. Scary thought. It takes what we might call a breach of contact, contract, or maybe better for us, uh, well, uh, breaking the covenant that we made with God, breaking our promises with, that we made with Him. Now, the Lord never breaks His covenant with us. He never has and He never will. His word is solid. His promises are true, but His people do. Now, I'm not saying that every time we sin, that we cancel our, our reservation in heaven. I'm not saying that at all. Because the scripture doesn't uh, lead us to, to think that or believe that whatsoever. 1 John 1.17 says, But if we walk in the light, as God in this, is in the light, we have what? Fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What I am talking about is when you lose that hunger and that thirst for righteousness and you stop walking in the light and you start walking in darkness and sin and you turn your back on the Lord, you're in danger of canceling your reservation. Something, my friends, that you don't want to do. Our Lord said it so well. Consider this in Luke. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. What a tragedy to once taste all the sweetness that there is when you're in Christ and in fellowship with his body, but turn your back and walk away. Mm. May the Lord help us to stay faithful.
Well, let's get back to our first question, okay? Have you made your reservation yet? Let's talk about heaven for a few minutes, okay? Now, heaven is one of those topics, one of those things, if you talk about it or maybe even start to dream about it, it, it just has absolutely zero negative things about it whatsoever. It's one of those great things, isn't it? Heaven is one of those things that, well, it just warms your heart up, puts a smile on your face. It gives you such comfort. And you know the precious thing about it is that heaven is a promise from God for those that have been born again. Let's take a look at John. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If I were, if I were, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Whew. That's beautiful. I, I, I don't think we can even imagine how beautiful heaven's going to be. It's the very dwelling place of God, and that's where we're going to be. Oh, how beautiful heaven must be. Almost sounds like a song, doesn't it? So, what makes heaven so beautiful, and what makes it so precious? Well, I'm glad you asked. But we're going to talk about that just a little bit, okay? Our first passage, uh, let's take a look at. I want to tell you that the very most important thing about heaven is that our Lord is there. First Thessalonians, talking about the Lord's second coming. When we who are alive, who remain, will be caught up together with them in the, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with our Lord. When we get to heaven and get in the presence of God, it's going to be something that we've never experienced, anything even like it before. Oh, how great it's going to be. I can't grasp the concept there's going to be millions of souls there. Precious, precious, faithful souls devoted to the Lord. Can you imagine these kind souls? What our fellowship is going to be like there? It's going to be incredible, isn't it? And even though there's going to be millions of souls there, I believe, this is just me now, I believe that my Lord is going to know me, Shelby Cryer. I believe that I'm going to have a personal relationship with him, and that is so precious to me. That's got to be the very best part of heaven, that our Lord is going to be there, and we will be sitting at his feet without any cares from this world to distract us, and no time limit. None of this, well, I've got to go. No time limit. But wait, there's more. Now, just, just the fact that we're going to heaven and our Lord is there, I mean, that fills our cup, doesn't it? But, but there's more. Listen, there's more. You know what? Satan is not going to be there. Look at Revelations. And, Seth, and Satan, who tricked them, was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur with a beast and the false prophet. There, will be, there they will be punished day and night forever and ever. That is such a blessing, such a promise from God. 
the devil, the evil one. I can't even say enough words. He is the father of all lies. He is a horrible, horrible creature. He is the tempter. He's the one that tries to destroy our faith. He's the one that tries to plant doubt in our mind about our faith, about our God, about our relationship with one another. He's the deceiver. Satan is the unholy one. Satan is the unjust one. He is the evil, evil creature. He will not be there. Praise God, he will not be there. The Lord has some plans for that boy, and I tell you, they're not going to be very pleasant. <laughs> this is a huge blessing for us. Just to know that Satan is not going to be in heaven and to know that our Lord is going to be there. Those two things are huge. They ought to just fill our cup till our cup is overflowing, overflowing onto the table, and the table is overflowing onto the floor. Our cup is jammed. But you know what? Hang on. There's still more. Heaven is an incredible place. I want to share with you this passage that's just loaded with promises. Revelations 21. Already had it read once this morning. I asked, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It was prepared like a bride dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now God's presence is with people, and he will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and they, they, he will be their God. Here's the promise. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more sadness. There'll be no more crying. There will be no more pain because all these things are gone. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for heaven? Does that sound good to you? Amen. All those hurts that we that we go through in this life, their purposes serve. They won't be in heaven. There'll be no hurts. Now he says that he will wipe away every tear from her eyes. I believe that's significant in the way that he does that. He's going to wipe away all the tears from her eyes by removing anything that would cause us to have tears. No tears in heaven. Well, that sounds like a song too, doesn't it? What about death? Oh, that's such a dreaded thing here, isn't it? That separation. We struggle with that. But there'll be no death in heaven. The Lord has taken care of our death problem at Calvary. He's going to remove anything that would cause us to be separated. There will be no death at all. You will not, in heaven, you will not be separated from the Lord nor from your loved ones in heaven. No death, no separation. He says there'll be no more sadness. In the absence of sadness, there's going to be great joy. There'll be no sad faces in heaven at all. Nobody walking around like, you know, they've eaten a sour grape. There will be no reason at all for sadness. And right behind that is the absence or uh, sadness is the uh, absence of crying. 
Crying is such a downer for everyone. No one likes to suffer so much that they're brought to tears. It's painful, isn't it? Have you ever been in a room with somebody crying? Just maybe emotionally out of control, crying with the tears streaming down their cheeks. Isn't that a painful witness to see somebody so burdened that they're brought to crying? The Lord's going to take care of that for us. He's going to remove any reason at all for us to cry. That's the promise. That's the promise. And finally, no more pain. Those pains that we experience here on earth, gone forever. No more pain. Those hurts, every one of them gone. Those physical hurts that we experience here that just, well, they're so annoying and sometimes extremely painful and hurtful. Not in heaven. Not going to happen. Those, those relationship hurts that just break our heart and bring us to sadness and sometimes we just don't know how we're going to get through this. Those hurts won't exist in heaven. Those emotional hurts where we're hurt so bad that it just drags us down and it's horrible. No emotional hurts in heaven. Those disappointment hurts where either you let yourself down or somebody else let you down or things just aren't right and you'd wish you'd done it differently. No more in heaven. All hurts. Gone forever. Family, listen. I don't know what else I can say. But I tell you what. I know this for sure, that heaven is a place for me. How about you? Isn't that where you all want to go? Listen. You're going to go to heaven with us? You've got to have a reservation. Have you made your reservation yet? If not, why not? What are you waiting for? This is the most incredible offer that you will ever have in your life. It's a promise from our Lord. Oh, I tell you, God wants you in heaven and so do we. We want to be in, in eternity with you. I, I think that would be in, enormous for us. You might be out there saying, you know what? I'm just not good enough. That's not what it's about when you're born again. It's not about how good you are. You might say, well, I'd do that, but I'm just afraid I'll mess things up. Listen, you've got to have a little bit more faith than that. You may mess things up again. I do. But when you're in Christ, you've got the power of God to help you to overcome. You need to believe that. And if you're not in Christ, if you haven't been born again, you need to come down right now. And let's get your sins washed away. And have your reservation set and written in heaven's, in God's book of life. It's an important decision for you. Don't pass on God's promises. Come on down as we stand and sing, if we can help.